Welcome to Fall with the Seasons Leadership Podcast, where we recognize time in your leadership journey to integrate new insights and knowledge. Throughout the season, we will continue to bring you actionable advice to improve your leadership and life today. Thank you for joining me, Susan Ireland, and my co-host, Debbie Collard. As certified leadership coaches and co-founders of Seasons Leadership, we share a vision to transform the world one leader at a time, which drives us to reach individuals at all levels of their personal leadership journey. You've experienced plenty of examples of mediocre or even bad leadership. Join us in making positive leadership the norm rather than the exception. By listening and engaging in the discussions featured on this podcast, you help us achieve our mission to amplify and accelerate leadership excellence, responsibility, and growth worldwide. And today, Debbie and I are going to talk about mentorship. Yay, mentorship. I love talking about mentors. I do too. You wrote a great blog on this recently, Susan, and um, we're, of course, for the listeners, going to go over uh, a lot of the points we covered in that. So let's get to it. I know. Well, you know, this comes up quite a bit when I, in my coaching, you know, one of the first questions I ask somebody I'm coaching is, who's your mentor? Yeah. And oftentimes they say, well, I don't have one, or I did have one, or I could call so-and-so, and they would give me advice. So this is, we're talking about a more formal relationship. Yeah, and I would say also probably a lot of people don't really understand what a mentor is. I mean, they have their own definition in their head of what mentoring means, but they don't necessarily know that it's somebody, the way we define it, as someone with experience and expertise who shares their knowledge and skills and experience with you and and shares their network with you, even more importantly, right, to be able to support you to do achieve your career goals and to develop. But I've had people come to me and ask me to be their mentor, but what they really wanted, their definition of mentorship was, can you go give me a referral to get this particular role or this particular job? Right. Right. And that's kind of, uh, I've had people say, uh, do the same thing. Like, I want you to be my mentor and I want that job over there. So what are you going to do to get me that job? (laughs) (laughs) Over to you. Take care of it, please. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's something, you know, that's not what we're talking about here. Um, Mentoring is fundamentally a relationship-based exchange. And and it's it's a mutual exchange. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but it's for a purpose. So uh, when um, I advise somebody to go get a mentor, it's ask the question directly and also tell them why. So there's usually a reason. Like if you see somebody um, that you really admire, you admire admire how they uh, show up as a leader, you admire the way they execute their projects, you know, always on time or their team loves them, or, you know, um, they're doing creative things, something uh, out of the box, you know, whatever it is that um, 
you admire about them when you say, hi, you know, I'm Susan and um, I have noticed you do this and I would really appreciate uh, if you could be my mentor and um, see what happens. Well, and in that case, that's a great example because it's not going to them. You said it's for a purpose, but the purpose isn't, I want that job over there. What can you do to help me get it? The purpose is because you want, you admire the way that they do what they do, the way that they lead, hopefully, and you want to be more like them. It could also be that you've gotten some feedback. Someone said to you, you know, you've got such great ideas, but I noticed when you get in front of a room to present that you have trouble getting them across. And so you seek out somebody who you think is really phenomenal at getting their messages across and say, hey, I need mentoring in this area. And I really admire the way you accomplish that. Would you be my mentor? Right, right. And really, the the amazing thing is, because people feel awkward doing this. They don't mm-hmm. want to go ask somebody to be a mentor. It can be scary. It can be scary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and it's, it really, uh, sometimes the person that you're approaching really doesn't have time because yeah. they are mentoring other people and they have busy jobs. It's happened to me. Um, and in that case, that's okay. You know, you've still made the connection with somebody, um, but you never know, you know, later, you know, six months, a year down the line, they may have time. But it they don't mind being asked. It's not like they think less of you or anything like that. Um, And they may have a referral like, okay, I can't be your mentor because I'm, I'm booked up, but Debbie can. And, and let me introduce you to Debbie. She's really good at what you were talking about. And, and then you're off to the races. And as you said, Susan, it's fundamentally relationship-based. So even if you didn't accomplish anything else by asking them to be your mentor, because maybe they were too busy or whatever, you accomplished the starts of a relationship. And it's within your power to keep that relationship active and going, even if it's not a mentoring relationship at that point in time. It's exactly right. And I will tell you that more often than not, the this mentoring relationship actually is a go because people want to help each other you know and and just because a person has a certain position uh doesn't mean they're not human <laughs> they do want <laughs> they, they do appreciate it and they do benefit from it you know there is um something to be said for you know talking to people that's maybe new into the organization or newer into their career, they have a different vantage point on what's happening. And so that's a mutual, mutually beneficial relationship. Absolutely. And um, I can tell you when I've mentored people and I've mentored quite a few people, I always got something out of the relationship as the mentor. And I got something out of the relationship as a mentee. And So that's why people don't mind being asked to do this because there's learning on both sides. And there's, I'm all about one of my top five values is connection. So loving connecting with people, even if the mentoring relationship transitions into something else over time. And um, it's so rewarding on on either side of that equation, right? Right. What would you recommend as far as the types of 
mentoring relationships people should be seeking out? Well, I would say first and foremost, I don't think we said this, we recommend having more than one mentor. Yes. Yes. That's important. You (laughs) know, if you only have one mentor, then you're only getting one viewpoint of what you should do about a given situation or to improve a given skill. So yeah, it's, it's definitely good to have more than one, not too many, but more than one. Right. Right. And then, um, I also like having, there's like three different types of relationships and this is really just to get you thinking, you know, it doesn't have to be exact, but there is, um, one is an experienced mentor or like a guru, somebody who has wisdom and knowledge and skills and knows the landscape because, because they've been around for a while. These kind of people are, are experts in their field and people go to them for advice. Um, they're usually higher up in the organization, but not necessarily. Um, you know, if you look around and you say like, who really knows or what's going on here? Sometimes it's the boss, but sometimes it's also the person sitting right next to you. So, and sometimes it's someone who's already left the organization Good point. Right? They were an expert. And I can tell you from experience and experience with other colleagues that I've talked to that just because someone transitions to a new organization, a new company, retires, whatever, they've moved on in their career. But that doesn't mean that they don't want to be sought out for mentoring those that came behind them. And so don't forget people who are maybe outside the organization. I had a coaching client say to me one time, well, I don't want to get a mentor that because they've retired, you know, they're not in the workforce anymore. They don't know what's going on around here. And I said, trust me, they know what, how things work there. They know the culture, they know the way things work. And, and they, there's a lot of benefit to be gained from having someone like that as a mentor. Yes. And a lot of retirees have a lot of insights continuing inside the company. Um, so just because you retired doesn't mean you've, you don't know what's going on anymore. And as a matter of fact, it, it actually could broaden their view and be, they could be even more helpful. And they might have more time that they could spend with you. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and then the next one is a peer mentor. So this is somebody who is your own level or your own, um, you you came into the company at the same time, but uh, somebody who is maybe at the same, I guess the only thing I can think of is the same level as you, but maybe with similar responsibilities. Um, This is so important because um, over time, each of you are going to be developing and going different places and having that connection um, is so beneficial and you can help each other out. The other thing that I really appreciate this because I had multiple peer mentors that were so helpful to me and they can see you in action. Yeah. So you have to be deliberate about this and you kind of have to like say, okay, I'm going to have a thick skin because I want to develop, but they can be very direct with you and say, you know, 
I saw you in this meeting and this is what you need to do or you weren't so effective. And the last type of mentor is the early career mentor. So this is that example of somebody just got hired in. Well, they have fresh eyes. They have the most current education about the topic. And uh, they're, they, they really do have fresh eyes. They see things that you would never see. So it's really nice to have somebody like that to mentor or to, that you would be your mentor. That's wonderful. You know, recapping the three types of mentors you should have. You should have an experienced mentor, a peer mentor. I love that. And an early career mentor. And that's going to give you a broad range of input and advice and networks that you can draw on for mentoring. Well, thank you everyone for joining us today for the Seasons Leadership Podcast. If you're interested in hearing more on this expansive subject of mentoring, please join us on Patreon and find the rest of the episode where we are going to dive deeper into some of these topics, the types of mentors that you can get, and even share some stories that we've had for uh, how mentoring has worked out. Also, we will be diving into some current topics and talking about how mentoring maybe could have helped with those. We would love for you to join our community of values-based leaders on Patreon. And we hope that you take our earlier words of wisdom and inspiration with you on your leadership journey. Remember, no matter what level or role you're in, you can become more than you are today. And the world needs you. When you fulfill your unique purpose, you strengthen the organizations and communities in which you live and work. Thank you for being part of our positive leadership change. Thank you so much to the people who make this podcast happen. Eric Wilson, our producer and Seasons Leadership Podcast original music creator and Lauren Penning, our communications and marketing leader. You can visit our show page at www.seasonsleadership.com slash podcast to subscribe to our email list and receive free leadership insights, best practices, tools, and community support for your personal leadership journey. Don't forget to tune in next Wednesday for our next episode. Until next time, we are sending you positive vibes for integrating these new leadership insights into your life.